putting on this computer. Fantastic. Okay, welcome everyone. So this is week four of Naturally Healthy Club, September 2023 group. So I'm in Ireland, I'm on the Northern Hemisphere. I'm sitting down when I'm coaching, <laughs> like I've just been out for dinner. It's all a bit strange, but um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about, I love being intentional. And this is such a big part of being naturally healthy. And intentionality is just this magic thing where, where we get to find this balance between enjoying food and not overdoing it. We, like, so when we bring our rational brain to it, to all our decisions, it's just so fun and amazing like how powerful we are. Um, okay, so let's start with our philosophy. So naturally healthy club philosophy. So one, I am or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. And I was telling myself that tonight when I sat down for dinner, I was like, there's no rush. Um, yes, I weigh whatever I weigh and it's okay. And the other part to that, that weighing one is just bringing the curiosity. So we spoke about that last week and just asking like, what can I learn from this? Like what's here for me to learn? Number five is how do I want this to go? So that, and this is like the, really the key thought for bringing that intentionality into our eating experiences. So we're going to talk a lot more about that today. Overeating is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future. Um, I change best when I feel good. I don't have to do this perfectly. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods. I'm so, I'm so lucky. I love that thought. Like just thinking about like whatever's got, no matter where you're at in life, there's always something that you can appreciate and just think about how you're lucky because you like there's something about your life that you have that other people may not have. Um, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, so our Naturally Healthy Club process, there's four parts to our process. The way I remember it is LIGHT, L-I-T-E. And so we've been implementing it in a backward fashion. So we started with E for enjoyment. And the key thought that goes along with that is there's no rush. And that just helps us slow down. And then the key habit that goes along with the enjoyment piece, there's actually two to that. So um, that's putting our cutlery down when we started, just every time we have a bite, if there's food in our mouth, just reminding ourselves to put our cutlery down, just to slow, slow things down. And then the other habit in terms of enjoyment is anticipating something delicious. So we spoke about that last week and making like, so that there's, of course, like it's not just like in silos and there is overlap between between this and anticipating something delicious that does bring in some intentional choices into our um, into our like relationship with food. And so we um, so so yes, anticipating something delicious is about enjoyment, but it's also about being intentional. Then we've got tea for tracking. So we spoke about that last week. Um, of weighing up the habit there is weighing ourselves every day and the thought that goes along with that is just this thought of yes I weigh whatever I weigh and it's okay uh, then I is for making intentional choices which we're going to go really deep on today and then L is for listening to our bodies and that's the the last step in the process that we're going to be implementing it so if you're like struggling at the moment you're like oh, I don't really know like like in, I'm not don't know if I can listen to my body like of course, like, just don't, don't worry about that yet. Like we haven't got to that skill yet. And that's the, the last skill that we're going to learn. And because, um, and the, the reason for that is like, we can make a lot of progress with our relationship with food. And so many people do that and like, you know, make huge progress without really dialing in this last skill of listening to our body. So if you feel like that's not working for you yet, or you don't have a have good control over that yet, totally like you're not meant to <laughs> like you're in like you're in the right place okay so that's our process so our plan for today is just got a little bit of news to share and then we'll do a quick recap on last week and then I'll open up to the group so when I hear from you guys in terms of like tiny wins or tiny lessons or ouchies that you've had this week and then I want to spend the most most of this call talking about 
being intentional and what that looks like and how we can apply this idea of being intentional into our relationship with food. So we will talk about like making intentional choices. And then we're also going to be talking about tiny habits and, um, and like how to like just basically some basics on habit change and there's and there's actually um because the the two go hand in hand and make like cultivating our habits and being intentional with our habits helps us with our food choices as well so they're kind of intertwined so we've got quite a bit of like kind of new new knowledge to cover tonight uh or today wherever you are in like whatever time you are you are um, and then I did have some coaching that's come up in the group and I'm just, we'll just play it by ear in terms of, um, you know, how, how we, like whether we get to the coaching or not, if we don't totally no problems, we'll cover that next week, um, in the calls next week. So I just thought we'd, we'll, we'll see how we go, um, today. Cause I really want to bring you all up to speed with this skill of making intentional choices so we can start applying that. Okay, so that's our plan. Um, so in terms of news, post of the week prize this week went to Jan B. Um, and Jen had written in the group, hi, Jules, it's Saturday and I listened to the call um, on Tuesday and I still haven't been able to bring out the scale. Um, at first I said, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And now it's been four days and I realised that I might be afraid of the number. Intellectually, I know your quote of the day about um, the scales are, are right, but I'm feeling um, so much resistance to getting on the scale. I don't know what to do. I think the scale anxiety has led me to be less mindful around food with this week, which is interesting. Um, as I keep noticing myself eating on the go or not really tasting what I'm eating, do you have any advice? So what um, I just wanted to like, first of all, celebrate Jen for posting like when she was struggling. And so, and that's why I wanted to give Jen the prize this week for post of the week. Um, because it, that takes courage and like to acknowledge that, yeah, like something's scary, like that that does take some courage to share, to post that in a group environment. Um, and then in terms of thoughts for Jen, so what I, in when I coached her in the group, um, I, but I wanted to share this for everyone. I got it. The first thing I got it to do is just to do it like a writing exercise. Cause whenever we're feeling fear about something like and it's all kind of bubbling around in our head and like a lot of it's not really articulated one of the best things you can do is in terms of like coaching yourself and in kind of un untangling that that whatever what is going on is to actually like get it out of your head and onto paper and so I um, encourage Jen to do a writing exercise just to like write out like you know what's um you know just what are what were all the thoughts that she was having around this fear and um and so she did that which is great and then she um Jen had like posted a follow-up post saying that um after she'd done that writing exercise she she uncovered like that that she felt felt like those um she said in, something in myself is wrong or broken for letting myself gain so much weight so um so of course like if you're feeling like oh, there's something wrong or there's something broken about me and I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have let myself go. I shouldn't have gained this weight. Like, of course, that's bringing up fear for, um, for weighing yourself. And like a lot of people have that scale anxiety, particularly if they haven't weighed themselves for a long time. So just like the, the thing there is to like, is for us to be compassionate with ourselves with that and just go, oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Like I'm feeling some anxiety. Like, of course, like if I'm like, feeling like I shouldn't have, shouldn't be in this place to begin with, like, of course, that's going to bring up some fear. And, but interestingly, like after just doing that exercise, then Jen posted a follow-up saying that she had weighed herself and that it was just data and she could see it as, as data. And so, yeah, just wanted to celebrate Jen again for like actually biting the bullet and, and actually weighing herself and actually coaching herself and, um, and getting to that place where it was, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I could just see this as data and it doesn't have to mean all these things. Because whenever we're feeling fear or, or whatever we're feeling about something, it's always the stories that we're telling ourselves about it that are making us feel that way. So by Jen doing that, getting on the scale, and then being able to tell yourself it's just data, like huge, huge first steps. So really wanted to celebrate Jen for, for doing that. Okay. And so that was first bit of news. Second bit of news, just to, um, so I'm still going to be traveling next week, but I'm going to be based in the one spot. So 
um, the next the calls next week and moving forward. There's two calls um, there. One of them, this the one at this time will be at this this time on the regular day. Um, but the other call, because it's going to be that the normal late call is like one o'clock in the morning here. So we've got over the next few weeks to a different time for one of the calls for the late call. Um, but moving forward, there's two calls every week and they're all back on our Tuesday normal day. So, or if that it might be on Monday where you are, like, anyway, it's in the calendar. <laughs> Just follow what the calendar says. I'll follow what the calendar says and we'll be all good. Okay. So, um, Maurice has posted the cool thing about what, what in the chat, um, cool thing about weighing every day is that you can avoid the feeling of or what Jen was, yeah, feeling because, um, yeah, because if you like, there's no surprises when you do it every day, how hey, you don't get to that point where it's like this big drama because you, you, you're getting that feedback all the time. So it's, it's like, I think just, it's such a powerful tool to have. And it's interesting because I'm traveling and I did toss up getting like a set of travel scales, but I was like, no, I'm going to do an experiment to see what it's like not weighing myself for six weeks while I'm traveling. And I'm really missing it actually. Like it's fine, but, um, yeah, it's kind of curious. I'm curious to see how this experiment goes. Okay, so last week we spoke about um, weighing ourselves with curiosity and just this idea of the reason why we want to do this is basically like it's like it's an opportunity for us to stop equating our self worth, like that this that with the number on the scale or, or what our weight is, and it's an opportunity to like learn to be compassionate with ourselves and accept ourselves where we are, and also the other reason I want, like the other reason I really encourage and that I love weighing myself every day is because then we can learn that we learn what works for us and what doesn't work for us, and also. Like, and my goal for you in doing this is to learn that you actually, we actually have agency over the scales. It's like, and our weight doesn't, isn't like, we actually are very powerful and we actually have control over this. So it isn't something that's happening to us. It's something that we can influence. Um, and the other reason, there's, there's a heap of other reasons why, like in terms of overcoming our brain's negativity of bias and also like being able to measure progress um, in like in a in a way whereas if we're waiting for our clothes to change that can take a lot that can take longer so we're getting more immediate feedback um, and just this idea that what gets measured from business and life that what gets measured what gets improved so when we're measuring something and we're focus, focusing our attention on it we're way more likely to um, to do things to improve it because we're looking at the data. Whereas if we're avoiding it and we're hiding from it, then it's like, it's harder to have that agency. Um, and yeah, so that's so all the reasons why. And the reason why we want to do it daily is because we need enough data points for it to be meaningful. And if we're just doing it once a week or once a month, all those little fluctuations, we like, it's, we don't really, we're not really getting enough information. So um, it's, and it's really just stops us from guessing. And also it stops us from obsessing when we are able to like get on the scale every day, it changes that relationship. Um, so that's, we spoke about all that last week. And then we, I also shared with you because like, yes, there's the, the general trends, but there's also that we see these daily fluctuations. And when you start weighing yourself every day, you'll notice this, it's like that, that the, your weight does go up and down. And when I shared with you the, the things that cause um, the weight to fluctuate up and the things that cause weight to fluctuate down. And so that there's a resource in Circle that has, has that chart, but the, um, I'll just go through just to recap. So the things that cause weight to fluctuate up uh, like eating more than your body needs. <laughs> they were the first three things. Like, is it really like the amount of food that we eat has a huge impact, of course. Um, and then grazing can cause the weight to fluctuate up. And that's just because it's eased so much easier. To, if you're just like eating little bits of food all over the, throughout the day, it's so much easier to overeat without actually feeling like you've had a lot of food. Um, so that can cause the weight to fluctuate up. Whereas if you're having proper meals, you're more likely to get that full feeling and you're less likely to overeat. So 
that's another thing. Constipation, so that like gut health piece can be huge in terms of weight fluctuations. Um, and by converse, like diarrhea, of course, like that can cause weight to fluctuate down where you may have had a day where you think I've eaten quite a bit. But then if you've got diarrhea, the scale is actually lower. Um, another thing that, that can impact on weight fluctuations is salt. So when we eat a, a, lot, a lot of a very salty meal, we um, retain water. So that can cause the weight to fluctuate up. So you can have a day where you've don't feel like you've really overeaten that much, but the scale's unexpectedly high. So that can be, um, can play into it. Eating high carb foods, if you're used to not eating a lot of carbs and then you have like a really carby meal, um, that causes the weight to fluctuate up. And that's to do with um, how our bodies store carbohydrates. So what you'll notice is that the next day is that the weight will come back down. Um, and heavy weight sessions can cause weight to fluctuate up and also hormone stuff. So often like pre a couple of days before your periods happens and that can cause, and that's to do with water retention as well. So all those things can play into it. And oftentimes it's not just, of course, it's not just one factor as well. Like we're having a high salt meal and we overate, then that's like those two things combined. And also they can balance out as well. Um, so that's yeah that's essentially what we spoke about last week and also like just this idea that yes there are other factors that can play into impacting the long-term trends things like sleep our activity levels stress insulin resistance um, but they tend to be all those things impact our appetite so they don't they don't tend to like so they can affect the long-term trends but they don't tend to affect these kind of daily fluctuations that you see um and I also shared with you some curious questions. So they're, they're with the, um, the replay notes. I won't go through those, but just some good questions to ask yourself. And that, that was kind of like a list of questions that I often ask myself if, I'm, if I get a result on the scale that I'm not ex expecting. Like I kind of ask those questions to diagnose what, what, went, what, went, what, what, so like what can I learn from it basically? Um, yeah, so did anyone have any thoughts or questions or did anything come up after last week's call that you wanted to um to get some clarification on today we're all feeling good about weighing ourselves life's good yeah we're all good nothing no judith did you okay I just got, i've got one question yeah. you know when um, I, I did weigh every day, but I've had a couple of days where I've been able to check the whole list and I haven't eaten salt or overeaten or blah, 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 blah. And yet the scale has gone up. And I'm wondering what other people do to talk themselves down off the ledge when that happens. Yeah, great one. Great one. So, so it's like looking at, so the fact that that's making you be on the ledge, <laughs> but like, it's like, so that's a sign that, that you're like, what are the thoughts that are causing you to feel like you're on a ledge there, there Judith? Well, I, I'm, I'm being dramatic. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, of know. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, when you can't, I mean, intellectually, you can't actually find a reason why it's, a, yeah. you know, you've, you know, written down everything you ate and blah, 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 blah. I just, I don't know. It's hard to cope with. Yeah, right. Well, um, like, so you're, you're kind of like, oh, like I've done everything. Is it, is it kind of like a thought? It's like, I've done, I haven't done anything wrong here. So why, like, is yeah, that it? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think like when that happens, it's just like, just accepting it. Like, like maybe it's like a combo, a couple of a combination of things. And it, it's like, you, there are always going to be days where you, you get a result that you can't explain and that's okay like that's just part of it and just taking like not making it mean anything bad it's just like okay sometimes I get unexpected results and that's okay like just keep going yeah do you think that's that could work I mean I don't know what else to do it just makes the, the whole you know data part of it seem a little you know like I don't know yeah well random, like random. But, yeah but like you know in like in science like if you look at like any like research there's always like outliers it's always like data points that aren't fitting exactly on the like the curve 
and that's just part of science. Like, so like, I think that just accepting that that's, there's are going to be some days, some data points that aren't, aren't way like that we can't really explain. And like, you know, in science, you actually like just delete them from the the research and that's okay. Like, yeah, you can just like, and just move on, like, and see what what comes up the next day. And it's like, and, and, and just knowing that that's normal, like it's normal to have like random days that aren't in line, but the overall trend will, you like will be in line with where you're at. Yeah. Does that feel like you can do it like that it's, and then, and also like that, not taking, it, not taking it serious. Yeah. Just, this is just keep going. And like, I don't need to take this, like it doesn't mean to be life or death kind of thing. And that for every day that you have a higher than expected result, there'll also be days where you have a lower ex- than expected result. And so you don't want to like get too celebratory over those days and too down about the other days. Like this is just, like, oh yeah, just, keep it in even okay. kill with it yeah does that feel okay mm-hmm. yeah okay amazing okay did anyone else no we're good okay excellent 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 okay so now we get to talk about being intentional i love being intentional <laughs> um so making intentional choices so why is being intentional so so helpful and that i think the thing that that really i love the most about being intentional is that it helps us find this find this balance between enjoying food and 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 feeling good uh, like about enjoying food and it helps us um yeah like yeah it's really it's about finding this balance where we're like enjoying, we're not restricting, and we're also feeling good in our bodies. And how it works is that when we make it, when we're being intentional, like so our brains, there's different parts to our brain. And um, without going into too much in too much detail, like the most evolved part of our brain that we as humans have is the called the prefrontal cortex, which is actually at the, the front of the brain there and it is the only so this is what separates us from the animals is that our prefrontal cortex it's able to plan for the future so it's able to think about um, future consequences so if I do this now I'm going to feel this way you know tomorrow like it enables us to plan for the future and so having that ability to plan for the future is huge in terms of um, rather than making, because if we if we live like if we didn't have that part of our brain, we would only be like kind of living in the present moment, and we would only be making choices in the present moment. So we have uh, this amazing prefrontal cortex, but we also have a like more primitive part of our brain, which is more like where the animals have um, called the amygdala, and it is it isn't able to think about the future, and it's only its prime directive of the amygdala is to like keep us alive basically and it's like seeking pleasure so we want pleasure and avoiding pain so um so it's so and understanding this is is really helpful because when we um yeah like we can be in like one of we can be either using our prefrontal cortex or we can be using our amygdala and so there are bits there are times where like if we have like when we're using our amygdala and it feels like, oh, what am I doing? Like I'm making these decisions that aren't like when we look back, you're like, kind of, why did I, why did I do that? And and it's all this comes down to what part of our brain we were using when we made the decision. And so sometimes that can feel like we there's two two different people living inside us. And so I think like understanding that really helps to um, helps to make sense of our behavior, like when we think about it in the past, and. It also helps us like to understand that we have both parts of like a brain that like can function in two separate ways. Um, it helps us like I think it helps us to navigate the future by um, by knowing that okay we want when we when we're making choices the more we can tune into and use our prefrontal cortex the like generally the the better quality decisions we're going to make because it's the, our prefrontal cortex yes it wants us to like 
feel good now, but it also wants to take care of us for the future. And so, yeah, like it helps us make the best choices now, for like, like the cover off the best of both worlds. And so how we want to go about doing that, like how do we actually access our prefrontal cortex is to, when we are making choices in the moment, is to like, is to ask ourselves about the future. Like, so, and the, I think that I've taught this in different ways over the years. And the the question that I find most helpful now to, because one thing is to like ask yourself, okay, how am I going to feel about this choice tomorrow? And that can be a good way to access or the, you know, in the future, that can be a good way to access your your um your rational thinking like your intentional brain your prefrontal cortex but the thought that i find really helpful now is just this thought of like how do i want this to go and when we ask yourself how do i want this to go it's um it kind of it's implied that it's thinking about okay how the future as well and it's um and and so that tunes in like that gets your brain like it, it takes you out of amygdala thinking and into prefrontal cortex thinking uh, and so that's how how we do it is to like ask ourselves how do we want this to go and the habit that goes along with that is something that I call like having a daily practice and so what the daily practice is is just this like five minute exercise it doesn't have to be five minutes sometimes it can be a lot less than that um, but it's getting into the habit of every day thinking through your day and asking yourself how do I want this to go and the reason why this is helpful is because um, it gets us thinking intentional thoughts and also it helps us change our self-concept. So if you remember um, back to I think the second lesson I was talking about how part of the, the like when we're making any change in our, um, you know, to do with anything in life, we like we want to be changing our um, our habits and our actions and like our thoughts, like what we're actually doing. But we also need to change our sub, our, our self-concept, which is like our subconscious like vision of like how we see ourselves. And so if we see, continue to see ourselves as someone who struggles with food, like we ha- if our self con- we don't change our self-concept, then we're always going to be fulfilling that vision of it. Like we always act in, um, you know, ultimately we always act in consistency with our how, our self-concept, like how we see ourselves. So it's real, like by having this daily practice, this habit that we have, it it's evidence for ourselves that like it's evidence for our self, subconscious that we're changing. And it's like, this is evidence for our, um, and so we use the daily practice to think through our day of how we want our day to go and the choices we're going to make about food but we can also use our daily practice to be intentional about the thoughts that we're having about ourselves and and the beliefs that we're having about ourselves so it's it's kind of killing two birds with one stone is that we're getting an opportunity to think through our day in terms of what we're going to eat but we're also getting an opportunity to to be intentional about the thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves in terms of our relationship with food and so this is this is like it's a really cool hack to be able to be like working on both things at once, and um, and the the other cool part about having a daily practice and actually setting like a little bit of time each day to be thinking through how we want our day to go is that and this is like well documented in like it's been studied like in musicians and studied in sports people is that when we practice and actually visualize like mental rehearsal like visualize ourselves doing something so whether that's playing the piano or shooting basketball hoops like there's been research around both of these things that by actually the people like there have been studies where they um, get some groups to do no practice at all some groups to just mentally rehearse like so whether that's throwing bus shoot, shoot, shooting hoops or playing the piano and then other groups where they actually do physical practice and the groups that do um the mental rehearsal have all, almost as much improvement as the people who are actually physically practicing and so this is like a really cool thing to know because when we mentally rehearse how we're going to go about our day and what we're going to eat through during our day then that's actually helping us navigate the day and it, it's like um we get to like we're more likely to make choices that are that are in alignment with where we want to be 
um, because we're using this mental rehearsal. Um, and so, and we can also use this time with our daily practice to like to navigate difficult situations. So we can think through how do I want this to go it can also be, okay, what problems could come up today and, and actually give us an opportunity to like think through in advance, okay, how am I going to navigate that? So um, it's like, yeah, it's it, like there's that aspect to it. And the other thing that we can do with our daily practice, and this is like depends on like you and like because some people think um but some people like think about the future and visualize the future some people like struggle to do that I've definitely worked with a lot of people in the Naturally Healthy Club who thinking about the future is harder and so the daily practice can also be where we like think about the previous day and think about the past and think about okay well what do I want to like what do I want to do differently like knowing what I know now um, so we can actually learn from our mistakes and our successes as well. And, and the other reason I love my daily practice is just because it's fun to think about food. Um, and also it's an opportunity to build self-trust because the more you're able to set an intention and then like actually stick to an intention that builds that, that's that feeling of, yeah, I can do this and, and builds that, that self-trust with yourself. Um, and also like by having this daily practice, it allows us to enjoy like the anticipation. So, well, and so having like, it's like more of a formal way to actually do, put into have practice that ha that enjoyment habit of actually planning, like and, and anticipating that you're going to have something delicious during the day. Um, and of course, like with this daily practice, like it doesn't have to be perfect and it's really up to you to kind of experiment and find what works for you in terms of creating this habit. Um, so there's, so when we like, so the, kind of that, the next step in Naturally Healthy Club in terms of our process is for you to actually create this habit of having a daily practice. And that the very minimum, all it could be like it, that you might like to do is just at some point during the day, you ask yourself, like, how do I want today to go? And that might be first thing in the morning, if you've got a practice, like if there's something that you you already do to plan your day, like your work day, say, um, you know, adding it into that habit, if you've already got that going, or maybe when you have your morning coffee, like that can be a good, like pause and think about how you want the day to go in terms of your food. Or for some people, it's like in the evening, like um, at the end of the work day, before you go into the evening, you could, you could do your daily practice then. Or for some people, like just before bed is a great time to, to like review the day and then, then like set your intention for the, the following day. Um, but at the very minimum, all we want to be doing is just at some point, like every day, asking ourselves, how do I want this to go? Um, and I would really encourage you to write it down. So there's you know, research around this that like when we set intentions, if we write an intention down, we're 60% more likely to um, stick to the intention. Whereas if we're just doing it in our head, um, that's we're less likely to implement. Um, so, and that if you're writing it down, it can be in a notebook, it can be online, it can be um, a physical, like it just be on scraps of paper. It doesn't have to be like this beautiful journal thing. Um, I actually use an app called the five minute journal. So um, that's just on my phone. So, um, so that what I do is my daily practice. I like my, my habit stack for this is like, so first thing when I get up in the morning, first thing I do is go into the bathroom, go to the loo. And when I'm sitting on the loo, I just open the app and the five minute journal app and do my daily practice on the loo. And so I actually include a couple of extra things from that. So I, um, they look in that app, they get you to, um, to write down three things you're grateful for. So it might be just one thing you're grateful. You don't have to write your gratitudes, but I find that really helpful. So I write my gratitudes. Then I um, ask myself how I want the day to go in terms of my food. And I actually usually map out, um, you know, am I, am I having breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Am I having breakfast, you know, lunch, a snack and dinner? Um, sometimes I'm specific with what I'm actually going to be eating, but sometimes if I don't know, I don't know. So like today, I because we're like we're traveling or we're staying in a hotel, so I knew like I didn't know what the options were going to be, but I knew we were going to, I was going to have 
um, coffee at breakfast time when I went down to have breakfast. And then I was going to have lunch at some point. I was going to have a, a snack in the afternoon. And then I knew I was going out for dinner. And I set that intention of um, just having one glass of wine when I went out for dinner because I knew I was going to be coaching you guys. Um, and so like my, like it wasn't very detailed in what I was going to eat today, but I knew roughly like the types of meals I was going to be having. Whereas if I'm at home, sometimes I'll be more specific and I go, okay, I'm going to have like, you know, meatballs for dinner and I'm going to have, you know, poached eggs for lunch. Like, and I actually will, I, 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 I like thinking about food and I like planning ahead. So I, I like to have that detail, but it's really, it's up to you how detailed you want to do it. And again, it might be some days you're more detailed and some days you're less detailed. Um, but yeah, so, and of course, like, yeah, like, so I think like first step in terms of building this habit is just to decide now, like, you know, what format you'd, you'd like to start out with experimenting with, like, are you a written person or are you a, um, an, an app person? So, um, just deciding now to, and knowing that you don't have to decide this for like ever and always, it's like, you just, what, which one do you want to experiment with first, knowing that you can change it. And you also might like to have like, and like, it might be weekdays, you do it on an app and then weekends, you might like to write it in a journal. Like it doesn't have to be the same thing every single day. Um, so yeah, we'll just pause and just, think now and if you're watching the replay for you guys as well just like decide now like or choose now which one do you want to start with and um uh and then and yeah and so we the home play for this week is going to be to start to build this habit and we'll talk more about habits in a second but the minimum version is that you're just going to ask yourself how do I want this to go and we're I'm encouraging you to write it down. And then, of course, if you want to expand on that, and you might like to just start with just doing the minimum version for the next week or a couple of weeks and then expand out. Um, but I'll talk about the expanded version now so you can you know what's coming. Um, so, again, this is up to you to make this, like, this habit what you want it to be. Like it's <clears throat> And to play around with finding finding something that feels good to you. <clears throat> excuse me and yeah like there's no right or wrong with it um and also like you know see this as something fun like this is a fun new habit that you're doing this is something that you're doing for you um and so things that you might like to include with that so of course asking so you've got the baseline of like asking yourself how you want the day to go setting that intention you um something else that i would encourage you to experiment with is actually um having some beliefs or affirmation a belief or beliefs or aff an affirmation that you're or maybe your goal and writing out that one sentence so a good place to start with that is such as that sentence of like I am or I am becoming naturally healthy or and you can include other beliefs as well and we will be doing the exercises um <coughs> sorry might need to go get some water i'll see how we go um we might be doing we, we will be doing exercises to uncover some um some beliefs that that will be relevant to you in the coming weeks um but if you if you are interested in like having some more affirmations it might be that you're writing out your goal like i weigh xxx with ease and joy or it might be um any of the the beliefs that we have in our um, philosophy like a naturally healthy club philosophy you might like to if there's anything in there um, that feels like it resonates with you and that feels inspiring to you like check in with what feels inspiring to you um, like maybe it's like you're writing yourself every day I don't I don't have to do this perfectly or um, you might be writing you know I'm way more powerful than I think if that feels inspiring to you then then go for it and just be guided by what feels good like if something feels forced and it doesn't feel um like it's helping you then then don't do it like and if you're struggling with it like just post in the group or um or raise your hand and ask for for coaching on one of the calls because yeah and it's just a matter of of, of like trying things and seeing seeing what works with you um so another thing that you might like to include in your expanded version of the daily practice is actually, you know, being like a more detailed plan for the day of like it could, you know, am I having lunch, breakfast, dinner, or 
am I like actually writing down the types of foods that you're having? Or you might like to um, actually like put in, put down some quantities for things. So if you're having, say you're going to be having brownies, you might like to go, I'm going to have one brownie or I'm going to have two brownies or whatever. Like, so you're being specific with quantities or if you're drinking alcohol, like maybe it's like actually going, okay, I'm going to have three glasses of wine or I'm going to have a bottle, like whatever you want it to be. But actually being, I, I would encourage you, if you are having something indulgent like sugar or alcohol to actually get into the habit of setting an intention for the quantity as well um, when you're when you're doing a daily practice. And then the the third part to your that that I think can be helpful to include in your daily practice is just this idea of anticipating obstacles. So just thinking about your day and going, okay, this is what I this is how I want it to go. And then also asking yourself like this question of like what could derail me? And like, imagine, okay, okay, it might come up that, uh, you know, there might be donuts in the break room or, you know, whatever you can come up with. Like for me, what could derail me is that I'm out at dinner and of course I finish my wine and then they've still got food left and I really would like another glass. Everyone else is having more. And I, so I like, I thought that through of like, oh yeah, I just needed to remind myself that I'm going to be coaching and I want to feel clear headed for my coaching. Um, so that was like, I did actually think through what could derail me there. Uh, and then the other thing that I mentioned that I include in my daily practice is just writing down a couple of things that I'm grateful for. So that can be a, a, a nice, a nice practice, or you might like to write, you know, what, why I'm, I'm so lucky and something that, that you're lucky, feel lucky that you have in your life. Um, so yeah, like heaps of different options and, but I, yeah, like start small, start with that minimum, just asking yourself, how do I want the day to go? And then then once you've got the habit in place, you can add in these other other elements as you see fit, um, and yeah. So that's that's our daily practice, and it's funny like working with people. Like um, most people will will comment like when that once they get into the habit of having a daily practice, how if there's a day where they skip their daily practice, that the day tends to not go as well as the days where they do their daily practice. So it's, it becomes something that is a very nurturing and positive thing to be doing. So how's everyone feeling about this idea of having a daily practice and you know, just setting that intention for the day? Does anyone, has anyone got any questions coming up or feeling any hesitation or any resistance? Because resistance can be a really useful, useful guidepost. No, good, feeling good about it. Was everyone excited about having a daily practice? <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. I love my daily practice. I actually, um, the app that I use, the five minute journal app. Um, oh, Maurice is saying I'm looking forward to it. Yay. Um, the app that I, yeah, so the five minute journal um, app, then they've got an Android and iOS one. Um, it, it tracks your streak of doing it every day. And I'm up to like, like 800 days of doing my daily practice every day. Like it's just, even though I'm traveling, what like whatever's coming up, like I always, always get up and go to the loo, and I take my phone to the loo with me, and so I do it then. So, um, so yeah, like, but of course, you don't have to do it perfectly. You don't be have, have to do it any, every day for it to to make a difference. So, okay. So if no one's got any questions, oh, hang on. Um, oh, beautiful. Marisa's saying I've been um thinking about journaling and using my vintage pens for it, and this will fit the build perfect yeah yes and like if you love notebooks like getting a beautiful notebook for it can be really uh you know really nice thing like make it something that's really uh, an affirmative like really fun thing for you like bring your personality into it like I've got um someone in my alcohol group and she's really into Alice in Wonderland so she's got her like little Alice in Wonderland journal that she's writing in um which is really yeah beautiful um, yeah, but if you are, like, particularly if you're listening to the replay and you're feeling, and it's like, if any resistance ever comes up, like, just let me know, because like, if we have resistance to something, it's, it's always a useful guidepost that there's something there, deep there to explore. So just ask for coaching if, if you're, or if you start doing it and something feels clunky, just like post in the group and we can work through it. Okay. So, so the other part that I really wanted to cover off today is just tiny habits and um, I wanted to like kind of give you guys an overview on habit change so that you can apply the the habit like this habit formula onto this this habit of our daily of having a daily practice. And so um, tiny habits 
I there's a really great book called Tiny Habits, which you don't have to read, but um, by Stanford researcher BJ Fogg. I've also read, like I've read a lot about habits, like I'm really fanatical about habit change. I think it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. Um, okay, Deb's saying I'm not looking forward to it. Okay, tell me more, Deb. Or do you want to do want to um, coach on that, Deb? Can, she, can Deb talk? No, she can't talk. No. Okay. If you can, if you can unmute Deb, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to know like what you're not looking forward to. Um. Let's see. Okay. No. Maybe let me know, Deb, if you can. If you can talk, I'd love to kind of uncover that. Um. But we'll keep going on habits. So. Habits, like why I love habits so much is, um, oh, is that? Yeah, I got it, finally. <laughs> I find the controls on this Zoom app very well. So anyway. Oh, you on your phone. Um, Tell me, Dad. I just don't really see that it's going to be that helpful. I know a lot of people think that journaling is really a big deal and is really helpful, but I don't see that it will Okay, so, so I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, cool. Okay, so what? If, what about like what if you didn't write it down, Deb? What if you're just mentally thinking through your day? So if it wasn't a journaling exercise, but it was just an exercise in setting an intention for the day, how mm -hmm. do you think that would feel? Like, can you? Does that feel like it might be something useful to you? I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm not sure what the intention is supposed to be. Intent. I intend to do what? Well, I intend to eat. Like it could just be at the very beginning that you think about, like, you like that minimum habit of, like I like, like. Do you have a, a regular meal schedule? Like, do you normally have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or do you like, or are you like randomly grazing, like? Yeah, so what you're saying is intentions around how you eat? Yeah, or it might be that you set the intention of, like, I'm going to just, my, my intention today is I'm going to slow down and put my calorie down whenever I'm eating. Okay. All right. I will try it. It just doesn't, just seems kind of woo-woo to me. It seems kind of woo-woo to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what about, like, but like when you think about like the science of like like how our brains work and having like a prefrontal cortex and using that part of your rational part of your brain instead of using like your amygdala, which is more like making emotional like choices, can you see like does that feel does does that feel woo woo, Dad? No, no, yeah, okay. So this is like all we're doing here is is trying to is using our we want to use up like this is a way for us to use our prefrontal cortex so it's a way for us to trap tap into that like smart part of our like our the part of our brain that make can plan for the future that they can weigh up future consequences and not okay i'll i'll try it just you'll try, try it. it yeah like let's very just... high expectations yeah okay so and and like i like I think that's like just keep the experimental mindset there and then like see how that goes. And if it doesn't feel like it's helping you, then let me know and we can work out another angle to. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Amazing. Like I'm glad that you, sh you shared that, that hesitation, Deb. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So good. Um, okay. So in terms of habits, um, yeah, like the reason like why habits are really awesome is because they automate things and they make healthy behaviours automatic so that we're not having to decide every single time and we're not having to think through everything from scratch. Like habits just put a lot of healthy, like they can put, they can put healthy, they can be healthy and put healthy 
behaviors on autopilot or they can be unhealthy and put unhealthy behaviors on autopilot. So by using our habits, um, they're, they're a way to make healthy decisions and healthy behaviors easier because it's become part autopilot. And the other cool thing about habits is that when we have habits in place, that that's evidence for our subconscious that we are changing and evidence for our subconscious of like us becoming a different person. So for example, if we want to go from being sedentary to being seeing ourselves as someone who's active, the habit of actually, you know, getting like doing some form of exercise is evidence to our subconscious that we're changing. So same with, with our eating, like having this habit of our daily practice where we're setting an intention for the day, that's evidence to our subconscious that, oh yeah, okay, we don't not I'm just not I'm not being a random eater anymore. I'm being an intentional eater. So um so this is like there's kind of two two benefits that we get from habits. It makes it automates it and it gives us evidence for our subconscious. And so how we want to go about forming new habits is it's really important to make it as easy as possible. And this is um, kind of a key part of, of habit change. And like it's like the smaller and the easier something is to do, the more likely we are to do it. So we want to keep it really small. And so BJ Fogg, the Stanford researcher who um, I learned about tiny habits from, he actually, he wanted to um, build the habit of flossing his teeth and he like had failed at it for years. And so then he made it as small as possible. So he, he said, okay, I'm just going to set the, my minimum standard is I'm just going to floss one tooth. And having that minimum requirement of just of just forcing one tooth was enough to make it small enough so that he actually had that consistency of, and actually was able to build the habit of flossing daily by keeping it as small as possible. So we want to remember that for our any habits that we're doing is like how can I make this as easy and doable as possible so that we just so that we build the habit and um, and keep and we, so that we're able to get that consistency and keeping the habit alive. So if you ever with any habits that you're doing and you're struggling to do it, what you want to do is look at, okay, what, how can I scale this back? How can I make this easier so that it becomes like just once, like so that it makes it possible for me to do it? Uh, so we want to keep it easy. Then And then the other thing that BJ Fogg teaches is to, um, create, a, he calls it a habit, a recipe for the habit. And the research is really clear that it's like when we decide that we, that people, when they're forming habits, if we also like, first of all, deciding what the habit is and having it as easy as possible makes it way more likely you're going to succeed at, at building the habit. And the other thing is being ultra specific around um, when and where you're going to do the habit because, um, and the, because the, the number one reason why we fail at forming new habits is like we have these intentions, but then we forget <laughs> and we don't actually have it fitted in a place for this habit to fit into our lives. So, so what BJ Fogg recommends doing is actually creating a, a recipe to, to help you choose when and where you're going to do this habit so that you don't forget, basically. And so what that looks, what that recipe looks like, it's like you just write down after I do whatever, like existing thing that you already do, I will do whatever. So he, for his tooth, flossing, his tooth flossing example, he was ultra specific. So he was, said like after I put the toothbrush, my toothbrush in the toothbrush holder, then I'll tear off, I will tear off a piece of dental floss and floss one tooth. So it wasn't. Um, it wasn't not after I brush my te teeth or not like when I'm getting ready for bed, he was really specific of like putting the toothbrush in the toothbrush holder. And so I have a habit um, of writing down, um, actually I haven't been doing this for a while, but I used to have a habit of um, writing down a, like an affirmation when I was waiting for the kettle to boil when I was making my coffee in the morning. And so my, like my trigger for that was like after I press the button on the coffee grinder, then I'll write down. Um, and so, yeah, my my daily practice habit is like after I sit my butt on the loo, I open up the app. 
Um, so I want you to like the second part, the second part of our exercise to, today is to create a, a tiny habits recipe for your, your new daily practice habits. So thinking through like, yeah, like when you're going to do this habit and getting ultra specific of like, so it might be like after I sit down with my cup of tea in the morning, I'll open my journal and write with my beautiful pens if you're Marisa, or it might be. Um, yeah, when I sit on the edge of the bed before I get into bed to go to sleep at night, I'll open up my the app, my app, and set my intention for the next day. So it's there's no right or wrong with this, but just the more specific you can be around the timing, then the more likely you are to do this habit. And then the third part of habit change is actually celebrating whenever you remember to do the habit and then also celebrating when you actually do the habit. So there's um, th this idea that we change best when we feel good. So when we're feeling, um, the more positive reinforcement we can give ourselves, the more we release dopamine and the more better we feel, the more better we feel. Um, and then that means that you're more likely to do the habit. So um so you want to celebrate when you remember and celebrating can be just be like, oh yeah, look, I remembered. Yeah. Well done, Jules. Like, or it can be like, you can be more em emphatic with it if you like, but just giving yourself that little bit of praise and that a little bit of acknowledgement of, yeah, I'm doing something positive here when you remember. And then as soon as you do the habit. So, um, you know, after you finish, you're like, yeah, look, I just did that. I just did my daily practice today. Great. Um, and that's the, that's the key keys to habit change so keeping it easy creating a recipe so that like after I do dot 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 I will dot 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 and then cel celebrating and, and giving yourself a positive reinforcement um okay so I'm just mindful of time so in terms of um coaching I did Naomi I did want to get to coaching on the emotional eating stuff but we might we'll, we'll save that for next week and also um Christine, uh, it, um, we've got a couple of Christines in the group. Um, Christine, I had posted um, in the group around um, how you're feeling, Christine, um, around, um, yeah, like feeling doubts about and compare and despair. So we'll, I, I want to coach on that as well. So we'll make sure we do that next for the next call. Um, and yeah, because I'm sure there's a, a lot of people that can, then can, re can relate to that. But in terms of like your home play for this week, so we want to keep going with that enjoyment piece of putting our cutlery down and remembering that thought that there's no rush um, and also planning something delicious, so anticipating something delicious. So we want to keep going with tracking, so weighing ourselves every day and just the thought there is like what's the lesson here. Um, yeah, I'm glad you found it helped. You good, great. Um, Naomi, thank you. Um, and then, uh, so the new habit that we're working on this week is our daily practice. And the thought that goes there is, you know, how do I want this to go? And of course, as always, every week, like um, just sharing in the group a tiny win or a lesson. Um, and yeah, like nothing's too small or big to do that. And um, yeah, like keep up the amazing work, everyone. Like this is really key. So um, yeah, like this is like the like, and so many people, like just this one habit of having a daily practice and being intentional about our choices, like so many people, like that's enough to significantly change like a relationship with food with that before we even get into the, the skills of uh, listening to our bodies, which is coming up. But um, we're going to like spend a couple of weeks on our daily practice so we won't be learning a lot of new stuff over the over the next few weeks we want to just really cement in those first three parts of our of our process um so yeah i'm excited so excited to hear how you go and also excited like so if anyone else is feeling resistance to this like deb is and or if not feeling like i don't know how this can make a difference totally that's okay too what we want to do is just experiment just treat it as an experiment and see how it goes um, and just know that, like, you know, it's, we can always tweak and change and, um, yeah, and that this is all, it's all part of, part of the journey. And also remembering that, like, this process, we're on a treasure hunt for you to find your, your process, your, what, what it looks like for you to be a naturally healthy person. And for, for each of us, that's, that's different. And, and 
Um, yeah, so it's like this is just one piece of the puzzle to include in your process, but exactly what that looks like for you is something that we're going to be uncovering over the next couple of weeks. So, okay. Okay, well, um, thank you. I am enjoying my trip. It's so, so fun to be in a different country. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to hearing your tiny wins and, um, yeah, looking forward to coaching on emotional eating and also the compare and despair piece as well. Like if you're feeling like um, like everyone else is ahead of me and I'm not like everyone else is making amazing progress and I'm not, we will be talking about that next week. <laughs> like totally nothing's gone wrong. It's, it's a normal part of um, any change. Okay, so we might wrap up there. Unless does anyone have any questions or anything? Is everyone clear on what we're what we're focusing on? Yeah, we're good. Excellent. Okay, have a beautiful, beautiful week, everyone. And then well, it's actually half a week. We'll see see you early next week. Okay, bye.